All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of Canucks Conversation, brought to you today by Greta. The home of our electric watch parties, Greta is Canucks Army's spot to catch the game throughout the season during the playoffs, the cup final, and also is our place to chill in the off-season. Harmon Greta is a great place to go before, after, and during Canucks games. Always a blast. Always a blast. A 10-minute walk from Rogers Arena. What more can you ask for? Be sure to go check them out. Greta Bar YVR. My name is Dave Wadrelli. That is Harmon Dial. Our technical producer is Grady Sass. And our intern is Lachlan Irvin. And it's a busy, busy show today, folks, as we head into our own little all-star break. Uh, this is our final show until Monday when we will return to break down the festivities of that all-star game that we are going to be drafting teams for today. But before we do that, we're going to get to Jeff Patterson right off the hop here. We're going to get to J-Pat very quickly here because look at him, Eager Beaver. J-Pat is already in the building. And J-Pat's appearance today is brought to you by HSBC World Rugby Sevens, Western Canada's largest sporting event. This year is the ninth time the event has visited Vancouver as part of the World Rugby Sevens series. From February 23rd to 25th, grab your friends and your best costume and head on down to BC Place. Tickets are on sale now at vansevens.com, starting from just $40 per day. And if you want to go, we've got a four-pack of tickets for the entire weekend to give away. Text hashtag sevens, that's S-E-V-E-N-S, to 778-402-9680 for your chance to win. We'll be giving away a four-pack each week until the event, so make sure that you text hashtag sevens to 778 778- Four zero two nine six eight zero. Without further ado, let's bring him in, Jeff Patterson. 
Jeff, I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to be a short, short, short hit today because we're drafting all-star teams. So I'm going to start there for you. Uh, Elias Pettersson has been named a co-captain with Quinn Hughes and Jack Hughes' absence. You are Michael Buble, Jeff. I am? You are. Okay. Who are you selecting with your first pick? Uh, I, I think I put team allegiances aside and grab Nathan McKinnon. Uh, the way that he's playing, that much time and space out there, I don't know how invested he's going to be, but I don't know. I've always just been a huge fan of the way that he plays when there are actually stakes on the line here. I don't, again, this is a weekend showcase exhibition thing, but uh, you could never go wrong and you could do worse than taking Nate Dog. So I think if I get the first overall pick, I'm taking Nate McKinnon. I love it. I love it. And you're looking at it as a pool. I like that. I like that. Uh, Nate McKinnon's a captain, but I like your thinking oh, right. that you're going to force okay. the NHL well, to move a captain. No, no, no. You don't have to I was distra- yourself. I was distracted by Harm's distinguished outfit, I think is what happened here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Harm, Harm does have a good outfit on today. Uh, Jeff, we just did a rink-wide roundtable. Uh, when will that be coming out, first of all? Uh, in podcast form on Thursday, and uh, we recorded, uh, we stepped up. I think we followed the lead at Canucks Convo. Uh, there will be a video component too, and I don't have an answer, but uh, uh, at some point here to fill the gap over the All-Star break. And I was on that roundtable, and we kind of looked at the season as a whole so far. What was your biggest takeaway, I guess, from our discussion and really from the Canucks season to this point as we head into the All-Star break? Is that they have wildly exceeded anybody's expectations. Like I had them on the bumper of being a playoff team and go back to Jim Rutherford on the even training camp. Uh, everything had to go right. Obviously on the health front, everything has gone right. Uh, the fact that their stars have leveled up, that their additions have all across the board proven to be better, I think, than people figured they would be. And all of it's tied together with Rick Tockett and his system and his structure. And look, I was as guilty as the next guy. Structure almost became a punchline in this market for a while, but Rick Tockett has delivered structure. And those 36 games that he got last year, uh, you're, you're seeing that there was value to them. Like when they made the coaching change, uh, I was all aboard the, you know, tank for Bedard and take your best chances and see how, you know, what you could do with your lottery odds. They felt otherwise. And they wanted to get Rick Tockett in last January to set all of this in motion. And you're seeing the tangible takeaways now with the way that this team is playing. So I think for me, it's the stars have leveled up even more. Like We knew that they had this, wildly talented roster at the top end but to see Elias Pettersson backing up a 100 point season to see JT Miller getting back to the season that he had two years ago Brock Besser a 30 goal scorer at the all-star break and of course Quinn Hughes being Quinn Hughes but then being Quinn Hughes plus um yeah I mean the stars have been incredible it's just been on a nightly basis it's been so much fun to to watch these guys do their thing JPET, there's been some speculation or discussion in the market about Nikita, Nikita Zadorov, uh, whether he could be a possible name that, that crops up in um, trade discussions, perhaps uh, because of uh, salary cap purposes. If the Canucks want to add two impact players, they'd have to move out another contract besides, besides uh, Kuzmenko's. What do you make of all the discussion around Zadorov right now? And if you were the Canucks, what would you do with him? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of this goes back to the St. Louis game where he didn't play the third period. The one shift and the Blues scored and he was parked the rest of that night. And then the next night he's been dropped down to the third pair uh, with Noah Juleson. So I think there are some concerns. You know, a lot of the same things that we said about Tyler Myers, when you're that big, 
your mistakes just seem louder and everybody kind of gloms on. Now, he's brought a physical presence, and I do think come playoff time, uh, this team can be a little bit light at times, and you're going to get tested. You're going to get pushed. They're going to get pushed over these final 33 games. And so uh, I, I like the physical element and the fact that he's been willing to deliver on that front, but there does feel like there is a little bit of a disconnect. And I go back to the night in New Jersey when Carson Soucy was declared fit and ready to get back in the lineup. And the Canucks told us that, you know, Zdorov was day-to-day with something. Never really pushed beyond that. But was he injured or was he the guy that they chose to bring out of the lineup to get Carson Soucy back in there when it looked like they had uh, a healthy lineup of defensemen that were all playing well? So it was only a one-game absence for him. Uh, but they were out on the road. And so, you know, the storyline, they were winning. That storyline didn't really get pursued. I don't know. But, you know, I, I think that, like, they've got a big decision to make here. If they're going to resign him, you got to commit to him uh, both dollars and term. And I wonder if, uh, you know, there is a disconnect there between the coaching staff and the player. Um, I, I don't know. But, it, it, like, it, this feels like more than just noise. Like, this feels like there is a little bit of smoke around this player right now. And if they've got their eyes on somebody else, uh, they're going to have to clear a little bit of space if they're going to be active here before the deadline. So uh, absolutely, certainly a, a story to continue to monitor here when they pick up and, and get back at it next week. Jeff, over the final 33 games, I don't know how to word this question. I don't know if I want to ask you what's the biggest question you have around this team or so either that you can choose which one of these questions you want to answer. Either what's the biggest question facing this team over the final 33 games that you're looking for or What's the number one thing that you want to see them accomplish over these final 33 games? Yeah, I mean, the idea of a perfect 60-minute game is a bit of a fallacy, but you saw it on the homestand. Like, they were sloppy in all five of those games. Like, they didn't play a clean game. And you're going to get the other team's best. Like, they're not sneaking up on anybody. When you're top of the table at the All-Star break, uh, you're going to get pushed on a lot of nights. And so I think, you know, for these guys that... I uh, don't have a ton of playoff experience. I think it's great that they're going to be battle tested. And I love how heavy the schedule is uh, over the final 33 with all of these games against Vegas and Colorado and Winnipeg. And, you know, they still have Edmonton and Dallas on the schedule and they haven't seen Boston yet, but they're going to see Boston. And right, I think kind of a sneaky start to the start of uh, the unofficial second half here. Carolina has been on fire since Christmas. And then that's followed up by Boston. So one-two punch there. And then back-to-back afternoon matinee games, Detroit and Washington. And we know that early starts haven't brought out the best in the Vancouver Canucks. So, uh, you know, can they pick up where they left off? Can they tighten up? Because you're not going to come back, probably, on a lot of teams. You were able to do it against Columbus, aided by three power plays in the third period. But, you know, good teams would put the Canucks away there. Um, And even the wins against Chicago and Arizona, like they did what they had to do, but those weren't convincing victories. So, you know, part of me applauding them for getting nine to 10 points when they didn't have their best stuff. But man, I'd love to get them back to where they were for those three games in New Jersey and the two New York teams. Like that's to me where they played maybe their best hockey of the season. So uh, again, you aspire to that. There's no guarantee you're going to get that. But I just love the fact that the final 33 all these massive games where in years gone by, you'd thought, uh-oh, like kind of watch them with, you know, one hand over your <laughs> eyes. Now, I mean, 
like bring it on. Like they have put themselves in a position where they can barge through all of these visiting rinks front doors and say like, we're the Canucks and we're here and we mean business. And, and they're going to give other teams a game and I'm sure other teams will give them a game, but that's exciting for fans. It's exciting for us that cover this team. And I think for the players, like, you know, they want to prove that the first 49 games haven't been any sort of mirage and they haven't been, uh, they have earned their keep to this point. But I just like, I look at the schedule and I just, like, man, night after night after night over the final 33, there are so many rich storylines. It's going to be an absolute blast to cover. Our recap of the first 49 games of this season will be out on Thursday on Rinkwide Vancouver. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts. It was me, Irfan Gafar, and, of course, Jeff Patterson. Jeff, thanks so much for doing this. Enjoy the break, my friend. Yeah, you guys as well, and I look forward to seeing the draft here and really looking forward to this final 33 of the regular season that are all just a prelude to the games that really matter. Playoff hockey coming back to Vancouver this season. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, that was Jeff Patterson. Uh, okay, let's get to this all-star draft. I have been looking forward to this for a while. Uh, okay, I agree with JPAD. I should be able to take McKinnon with the first pick to steal him from you. I, I love I, I thought I honestly I thought Jeff was making a joke that he would just pick another captain um, and I, I I was I was I was fully on board with that strategy I was gonna start using it as well um, anyways do you want to set this up at all like the um, the drafting like we explained it on yesterday's episode so I guess I guess we'll do it again uh, four teams me Harmon Grady and Lachlan Lachlan's got our screen here can we pull this up Grady uh, Lachlan's screen that's gonna have our draft board. So you'll see the draft board there. That's how we're going to keep track of the team. So the people in the YouTube live chat, which I apologize, I haven't even opened yet. Uh, I got to get on that. Um, they are going to see who we're drafting. And then in the end, we're going to see who has the best team. And also, Harmon brought this up yesterday. We have to assume that everybody's trying. Like, th- this isn't like, yeah. oh, okay, well, he's not going to back check or it's an all-star game, blah, blah, blah. This is like a best-on-best, three-on-three tournament. These guys are all trying their hardest. We're seeing who comes up with the best lineup. 
Uh, Harmon is with Michael Buble. He starts with Quinn Hughes and Elias Pedersen. Grady is Team Justin Bieber. He starts with Austin Matthews. How and did Morgan. I get Bieber? Because you're from Toronto. Austin no, Math- not. Austin Matthews and Morgan Riley. You got a Toronto area code when you text me. I uh, went to school there and I worked at TSN. <laughs> Austin Matthews and Morgan Riley. You see Grady starts with fittingly. Uh, Lachlan is with Will Arnett and Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisel are the two players he starts with. I'm with, I called her early, my girl Tate McCray. Uh, Nate McKinnon and Kale McCarr are who we start with uh, from the Colorado Avalanche. Okay, let me just quickly take a look. At One the other YouTube thing. So there's, I, I believe, only four total defensemen who are all-stars. So we made a rule that uh, Lachlan doesn't have any defensemen. So I, I, honestly, my initial thought was I'm going to grab Rasmus Dallin with my first pick, and I'm going to be the only team that can always have a defenseman on the ice. But we were like, okay, that's kind of unfair. Yeah, yeah. So we're leaving Lachlan yeah, to Lachlan's, be able to draft yeah, yeah. Dallin. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I okay. have to take him with set with my second pick. Yeah. Okay, so I'm in the YouTube live chat. We'll get to the draft in a sec. I want you to open the YouTube live chat because there are so many comments about your turtleneck. I like it. I like your turtleneck, for the record. Yeah, there are some great. that I can't even read on air. <laughs> They're pretty good. They're pretty good. I, I haven't, uh, okay, one sec. You should, you should take a look at the YouTube live chat. Make sure your phone's muted. Look at the YouTube live chat. It's good. There's a lot of good comments. I'm not going to read them all. I'm not going to read any, actually. It's it's great. It's good. Can it's, I read mine? I said harm definitely passes the eye test today. Okay. Ooh. I said your fit per 60 is off the charts. Okay, one sec. Before we get to the draft quads, we should mention that the segment is brought to you by... Four Winds Brewing. Family-owned and operated in Delta, home to the Four Winds Light Light Lager, a crisp, clean, and easy-drinking beer, a beer for everyone, a perfect beer for before, after, or during the game. You got a fantasy draft coming up? Are you and your pals drafting the All-Star team? Pick up some Four Winds Light Lager for your draft party. Ask for Four Winds Light Light Lager at your local liquor store or have some delivered right to your door through the online shop at fourwindsbrewing.ca. Okay, let's get to it. Oh, you're, you're reading the chat? <laughs> yeah, these are hilarious. Did you see the Don Cherry one? Yeah. Yeah, that was good. That, that cracked me up. And then the next, the follow-up being, Harm about to drop a you people. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, there's some pretty good, pretty good comments. <laughs> Anyways. Also, Wyatt... Where's your poppy? <laughs> Wyatt about, uh, about Tate McRae said, most mid-pop star on the market. So I, I've brought this up before. My girlfriend went to see Tate McRae in concert. And she likes Tate McRae. We both do. She's like, yeah, she wasn't very good in person. So I'm really curious because she's performing at the All-Star Game. I was listening to her album, Front to Back, on the drive home yesterday. And I was, you know, there's a lot of auto-tune. It's, it's, it's poppy, right? It's pop music. I'm assuming she'll do some dancing because that's what her biggest talent is. But I'm wondering what a live Tate McRae performance for the All-Star. I'm, I'm thinking my girl's about to get roasted when she uh, performs at the All-Star Game. But we'll see. I'll be cheering for her. My co-captain. All right, let's get to this draft. Can we pull up the draft board here, Grady? Okay. Harmon, you have the first pick. I am going to take David Posternock. David Posternock with the first pick. Harmon Dial going with David Posternock. All right. Grady, you have the next pick. Nikita Kucherov. Nikita Kucherov. All right, I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep up. We're going real fast here. I can't even find They're Kucherov supposed there. to announce their hometown. Yeah. You have to congratulate the yeah. Stanley Cup champions. Yeah. Thank everybody for... Uh... Let's all watch Lachlan try to uh, scramble to get everything Dude, this is me here. doing it. Lachlan, I told Lachlan not to. Well, I told Lachlan not to. Because I can't move, right. otherwise the board will Grady, you do it. <laughs> no. Why? You <laughs> just drag the names. Things. Okay. Uh, Lachlan, you have the next pick. 
Oh man, I think I'm gonna have to take I'm gonna have to take Sam Reinhardt. Sam Reinhardt. I thought you were supposed to take uh, Dolly. No, that's my name. I know. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm having some fun. All right. I found a better way to do this. All right. Do I have the next pick? Okay, yeah. Give me a sec. I got to keep up. And here. can we clarify, is this a snake draft or is it? This is a snake draft. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to go. So Quads, quads is going to pick quads. twice in a row here. Yes. And then it'll come back. It'll come back oh. to me. Then okay. you, Grady, and then Harm. And I need to know, do you guys all have your big boards going? You got your own draft rankings you're relying on here? No, I did zero prep. Oh, okay. Kind of. Might, I might take Elias Lindholm right here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Please do. Who do I have? Okay, I got McCarr, McKinnon. You know what? Shoring it up early. Going with Thatcher Demko. I knew you were going to take a goalie with one of these picks. The first pick? Did you think I was going to do that? Well, yeah, back-to-back, so I figured one of them was going to be a goalie. And then with my second pick, you can see it on the board, folks. It's a Van player. It's JT Miller. JT Miller is coming to, to coming to the team. Lachlan, you have the next pick. Okay, I think I'm going to go with... Um, After his reach pick with Reinhardt. It was a bit of a panic pick because, honestly, I wanted to take Pasternak, but then... Uh, also, that's why you Lachlan, need your big board, man. Lachlan, I, I regret my... to inform you oh, yes. that... Oh, right. Uh, Actually, I don't have to think for about For measuring the player's skulls, you have been forced to take Rasmus Dahlin. Did you just compare me to John Shaka? <laughs> I How did. dare you? <laughs> Grady, you have the next pick. Connor Hellebuck. Connor Hellebuck. Solid, solid pick. All right, Harm. Uh, I'm going to take... One sec here. I'm going to take Sidney Crosby. And then that was my next pick. With my, Someone pointed it out that I was about to take Crosby in the chat. And then with my next pick, I'm going to take, because I'm going to back, back to back here, I'm going to take Jeremy Swayman. Jeremy Swayman. Okay, the goalie's like going that. early. He's I got like a career it. 921 save percentage. Boston sending back-to-back all-star goaltenders, but different goalies. I don't know how often that's happened in NHL history. Okay. Grady, you have the next pick. We are going with, oh, man. William Nylander. William Nylander. Very nice. Of course you go Toronto. I'm Lachlan. a Toronto man's apparently. Lachlan, you have the next pick. I'm also going to take a goaltender. I'm okay. going to take Igor Shosturkin. Nice. If this was last year, that's a great pick. He's got an 899 <laughs> save percentage this he's year. He's going to get lit up. Uh-oh, something happened here. I feel like he's going to try in the All-Star game though. I think he's got he's I've got the best odds with a with a, a goaltender who will put in the effort. All right. Clearly, you guys haven't looked at All-Star Game stats because I'm oh, taking a former so MVP in the All-Star Game, Brock Besser. You're just a homer. Right. You just <laughs> have to go like a- I see it every episode. Okay. I have the next pick as well. Uh, okay. I am going to go with... Oh, this is, a, this is an interesting pick. I'm going to go with uh, Kirill Kaprizov with my next pick. Have you watched him this year? Yeah, but it's an all-star he's game. He's on fire. Like, he's been yeah, better. exactly. It's, it's an all-star game, and he's been better. I'm mopping the floor with you guys. I just want to point that out. Lockley, no, you're not. You have the next pick. Uh, I don't want to get stuck with one of the last straggler goaltenders here, so I'm going to take Jake Ottinger. All right. Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner. I'm going full Toronto Mans. I love it. Everyone's going to hate me in the so chat, but after, I'll let my talent speak for itself. So after this... Um, after this, we're going to put this out there on Twitter, and we're going to see who had the best draft. We're going to let p- the people on Twitter decide who had the best draft out of everybody uh, that is drafted. Put your today. Toronto anti-Toronto bias aside. That's you got to hope ask. the Leafs Nation account retweets. <laughs> Harmon, okay, okay hold on. Pick. Why did you take two goalies? 
You need to. Because you need to. Also, yeah, but he said, a he said he section. didn't. He said he didn't want. The I didn't want to get stuck with specifically. I didn't want to get stuck with Georgiev, so I wanted to take him but quickly. You're probably not going to use your backup, are you? No. So in the All Star game, you use both goaltenders. So you one plays the first half of the game, and then the other plays. But the we're second assuming half. No, it's just the three on three. I don't know. We never discussed it. <laughs> also, also, whoever's filling this out, quads, there's clearly a section that says G1 and G2, which you've ignored oh, here. Oh, yeah, I'll fix that. Oh, sorry, producer not doing this? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got it. I'll fix that. Uh, okay, so, sorry, who is the next pick? Uh, I think I go back to back here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you All do. Right, one sec. Uh, I'm fixing the goalie thing. I like my team so far, other than the fact that I didn't end up with a single Canuck. Okay, I fixed it. This is great audio for those on the podcast. Yeah, that's why I'm just trying to talk to add a little bit of... Uh, Harmon's really giving this a lot of thought. Uh, Harmon's looking up the course of the guy he wants no. to pick. <laughs> what do you think of your team so far, Quads? I really like it. I think uh, a lot of Canucks, obviously. Uh, and I, I don't know. Like, I'm thinking Kaprizov is going to be a nice addition to the team. Like, I honestly... And not to give All-Star game takes too much, but I honestly think Kaprizov's going to have a solid... Solid tournament. Like, I think he's going to be good in the All-Star game. I'm going to grab with my first one, Clayton Keller. Clayton Keller. Ooh, like that. Very good pick. And then... Do we have a hmm. time clock? All right, one second. One seconds. Sec. This is taking a while, Harm. I, I don't think you need to think this much. I tell you that a lot, though. I'll go Sebastian Ajo. I was going to say, that's probably the safe pick there. Grady, you have the next pick. Please don't take as long as hard. We're going to muck it up a little here, and we're going to get Travis Konechny. Travis we'll Konechny. bullying you little All right. gremlins. All right. Okay, Lachlan, you have the next pick. Please don't take your goalie. I can't. I've already used my two. <laughs> um, I'm going to... I think I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Vinny Trocek. Vinny Late Trocek. Ad. Interesting pick. Oh, I put that on the wrong spot. Okay. Vinny Trocek. I like it. Let's see. Who am I going to go with? Is there any Canucks left on the board? Can I trade nope. for a Canuck? Oh, there's a Canuck. No, I'm not going to do it yet. <laughs> not going to do it just yet. <laughs> Harvin knows exactly where yeah, I'm going with yeah, this. I was going to say. I'm going to also muck it up. I'm going to go with Brady Kachuk. I Can't two skate in three on three. That's <laughs> okay. He's going to finish. He's my finisher. You want someone that can skate? Do you want someone that can skate? Matt Barzell. That's my pick. All right, Lachlan, you have the next pick. I think I need a goal scorer. I think I gotta go uh, Alex DeBrinkett. Alex DeBrinkett, nice pick. All right, Grady, Kyle Connor. Why am I not? Oh yeah, I almost forgot where DeBrinkett plays now. Okay, there we go. Ah, this is all right, Harmon. So I've got two in a row here. You do. Try and slow down. Actually, you can uh, talk. You talk. Talk us through your thought process here. What does your team need? Okay. I'm just looking to grab the best player available here. Okay. I think I have I think I have a good mix of two way forwards and offensive talent in the sense that like Patterson's a good two way forward, Crosby's a good two way, Aho's good two way. So I like the balance of this team. I am gonna th- I'm gonna go with Phil Forsberg. He's on fire this year. Nice. He's been shooting a lot. Like he's yeah. taken a lot of shots he's in been, recent games. He's been nuts, and yeah. he like he plays on the top line with Gus Nyquist and Ryan O'Reilly. Now imagine him playing him. with like Crosby or something. He's gonna go. Yeah, off. your team. Yeah. Okay, Harmon's got uh, a good team here. And then I'm also gonna go with sticking with the good two A players who are having monster years. I'm gonna go with Robert Thomas. Beautiful. Good choice. Is he a center? Yeah. 
thought that was Jordan Cairo. All right, back, uh, Grady. Back the next to my book. bag of pricks, Tom Wilson. Okay. Let's get inject fear into you, buggers. You literally look. You look like you have a Bradtree Living constructed team. Truculence, Lachlan. I'm gonna go with another late addition to the All Star game. I'm gonna go with Jesper Bratt. That's actually a solid yeah. pick. Solid pick. And for those that hadn't seen it today, uh, Jack Hughes is not going to the All Star game. Elias Pettersson is a co-captain with Quinn Hughes. That is why Harmon has both Hughes and Pettersson to start it. It's gonna be him, or excuse me, those two players and Michael Bublé. All right, I got the next two picks. You know I'm doing it. You know I'm doing it. I'm going with two future Canucks, Frank Vetrano and Elias Lindholm. I know those aren't the best picks, but one's from my wagon ducks and one's from a name I say on every episode. Those are my picks. Lachlan, you have the next pick. I'm going to go with uh, a guy who was very excited to be an all-star and wasn't at all disappointed that it canceled his vacation plans. I'm going to go with Oliver Bjorkstrand. Very good pick. Grady, your final pick? Or we have two picks Two picks left. left. Yeah. Uh, give me Jake Ottinger. Jake Ottinger. I have Jake Ottinger. Oh, oh yeah, he does. You do. Okay. Well, then, um, Nick Suzuki. Do you think it'll actually be, like, the worst players that go last in this year's draft? It should have been Bjorkstrand. Yeah. But Team Lachlan's just constantly reaching in this draft. <laughs> Hard. Going back-to-back here for my final, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I am going to grab Talbot. He's been good this year. Yeah. And I'll I'll grab Hurdle. He'd be way better on uh, on a non-San Jose team. Very good. Grady, your final pick. One of the goaltenders. Bobrovsky. Nice. Oh, shoot. I get left with Georgia. <laughs> All right. Lachlan, your final pick. I think I, have the, I think I have to take the last forward, right? I think it's, which is Boone Jenner. Oh, yeah, that's right. Boone Jenner. And Alexander George... Georgiev is the final pick of the draft. He's the Phil Kessel. I'm going to turn him around. We're going to turn his game around. Should start him so you can get lit up. All right, so everybody take a look in the chat. Let us know which which team you like the best. Uh, Jeremy Lee said Harm's team is well-crafted and the most balanced. I think so, too. A lot of people say Harm's team, or Andrew Christensen said, Harm's team is for sure number one. Uh... Pimpan Strong said the exact same thing. Uh, far and away, number one. Folks, tell us who's got the best one. Grady, can we get a poll with four options? Can we get a poll in the YouTube live chat here? Um, Jeremy Lee said, but quads is the most exciting because there's no defense. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I was looking at your guys. You don't have any two-way forwards aside from Lindholm. Yeah, so here's the thing is two-way forwards are overrated. <laughs> okay. Also, I have JT Miller who's going to get selkie votes. He's not, but okay. He is. He's going to get... <laughs> He's not. He got Selkie votes when he wasn't even playing Okay, defense. but like one Selkie vote does not count. Two Selkie votes your, means yeah, you're getting Selkie votes. Your Selkie vote does not count. I've never voted him Selkie. I've never put him on my Selkie ballot. But anyways, people, let us know. Oh, we're getting quads in the chat. I love this. Okay, here we go. Mine's the meanest. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. Andrew Christensen, harm number one, Grady two, quads three, Lachlan four. Jay says quads. Justin McKenzie says team quads. Jeremy Lee, Grady's is the meanest. Wyatt says harm. 
Pim Hensrong said, Harm, Grady's, Quad, then Lachlan's. Does anybody yeah. not think Lachlan has the worst I, team? I th- honestly, I think I have <laughs> yeah, the worst. Every, I also think I have the worst yeah. team. Justin, Dude, you, you took Reinhardt like, with your yeah, first. Yeah, that was way too early. It was, you know what it was? It <laughs> you was panicked. I, t- I absolutely panicked. And then, of course, Bjork Harmon's strand. taking a bunch of time clock violations, whereas I'm yeah. like, oh my god, I don't want to waste any time. He this isn't my show. <laughs> Harmon should have had to forfeit his pick. For podcast, should we list out our teams quickly? Yes, we should. Yes. Uh, a great Grady, idea. Grady, people in the chat saying there's no sound. Do we have sound? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, there should be. I think so. Okay. Hopefully. Hopefully you can hear this, folks. Um, yeah, people, people thought I unplugged everything because my team was bad. <laughs> okay, let's recap our teams for the podcast. I'll let each person do it. So, Harmon, give us your team from top to bottom. Yeah, Captain Quinn Hughes, Assistant Captain Elias Pettersson, then David Postrnock, Sidney Crosby, Clayton Keller, Sebastian Ajo, Philip Forsberg, Robert Thomas, uh, Thomas Her- Tomas Hurdle, and then between the pipes, Jeremy Swayman and Cam-, Cam Talbot. Grady, let's see your team. Leading goal scorer, Austin Matthews, Morgan Riley. Leading point producer, Nikita Kucherov, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, Travis Konechny, Kyle Connor, Tom Wilson, Nick Suzuki. In goal, Connor Hellebuck and Sergey Bobrovsky. Lachlan. I've got future Hart Trophy winner, Connor McDavid, with Leon Dreisaitl's as assistant captain. Then I've got Sam Reinhart. Rasmus Dahlin, Vin- Vinny Trocek, Alex Dabrinkit, Jesper Bratt, Oliver Bjorkstrand, Boone Jenner, Igor Shesterkin, and Jake Ottinger. Like you, I also went for a future Hart Trophy winner. So I've got JT Miller, <laughs> Nathan McKinnon is my captain, Tate McRae is my assistant, uh, I should mention, uh, Kill McCarr is another assistant captain, Kirill Kaprizov, like I said, JT Miller, Brock Besser, Brady Kachuk, Matt Barzell, Frank Vitrano, Elias Lindholm, and Thatcher Demko. Realistically, I tried to pick as many Canucks as you possible. You didn't say Georgiev. Trying to... Oh, yeah, he's not playing. <laughs> he's not getting in. Yeah, Alex Georgiev is my final pick as well. All right, so this was fun. This was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we'll get it out on Twitter, see who wins, and we'll be back on Monday uh, to talk about it. I'm sure we'll have, uh, have some reaction. Of course, we'll have the actual All-Star game to talk about as well. It's time for anyone else, but before we do that, we need to tell you about that sponsor I brought up yesterday, folks, Seagram's VO. Seagram's VO select Canadian whiskey, artfully blended and impeccably crafted. Make it your very own. Originally introduced back in the early 1900s, Seagram's VO was designed as a wedding gift from Joseph E. Seagram for his son. Joseph E. Seagram liked it so much, he put it out on the market and the rest was history. Seagram's VO went on to become one of the most successful whiskeys to ever come from Canada. Seagram's VO Select is currently available in select BC liquor stores, so visit the Seagram's VO Select page on the BC liquor store's website to purchase or find it in your nearest liquor store. My family's very own whiskey. Barrel-aged and set apart. Marked with VO. Artfully blended. Impeccably crafted. As a wedding gift to my son, for the bride and groom. And now, over a century later, from our very own family to yours, a legacy rooted in whiskey. Seagram's VO, growing deeper, reaching out, raising a glass to your legacy. Seagram's VO, make it your very own. That's a nice looking bottle, I'll tell you that. 
All right, time for anyone else presented by DoorDash. It's our listener's chance to get involved and hit us up in the YouTube live chat, and it's also our listener's chance to get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when they use the code NATION25. That's all capital letters, NATION, and the numbers 25 for 25% off and free delivery on your first order with DoorDash. Offer valid in Canada, subject change, terms apply. With Double Dash on DoorDash, you can order from multiple restaurants or stores in the same delivery without additional delivery fees, so everyone can get what they want and need. Okay, really, it's anyone else, but I'm just curious who people think has the best team. I'm curious if we got more people saying quads. No, it looks like Harmon by quite a quite a bit. <laughs> Harmon has the best team. How is Lachlan so bad, is what one person asked. Listen, I'm just saying that with the disrespect my team is getting in the chat, they're going to come out hungry and they're going to shock the world. That's that's all I'll say. <laughs> he was gifted McDavid and still has the worst team. <laughs> truly, truly. I, I can't listen. I can't defend it. It was it was not a good draft for me. Today was not our day. Oh, I'm man. not going to lie. I think Grady was dealt the poorest hand because yeah. Morgan Riley as his defenseman. <laughs> that's kind of tough. He's yeah. No, you picked Toronto. No, I didn't. Yeah, Quads you did. assigned it I to didn't me. assign anything. Claims I'm from Toronto. <laughs> Get that out of here. And plus, you doubled down. You took Marner and Nylander. Well, yeah. Then I had to, to win anything. It. You expect to I, win anything? I want to see how good we, how critically <laughs> our chat is at thinking here. If they can put their biases aside. Totally. On paper, sorry, Harm, I'm taking my team over yours. I know. I you just, just have am. so many proven playoff performers that they're going to be so good in a tournament. Oh, is this, this is playoffs now. Okay. Well, it's a tournament. Well, yeah, play, it's a tournament to win Do they to play three anything. on three in playoffs? No, they don't. No, but it's a tournament. So the league's going to win something. in the first round. <laughs> okay. Uh, I love this. This is great. This is a lot of fun. Does anybody have anything else that they want us to talk about? Okay, we actually, we had something that we wanted to talk about. Nikita Zadorov. Um... Lachlan broke this down for us over at Canucks Army. That article is going to be up shortly after the show comes to a conclusion. But basically, today's Tuesday. On Monday morning, we heard Elliot Friedman throw out Nikita Zadorov's name on the Jeff Merrick show. And basically what Friedman said was <clears throat> just that Zadorov might represent a potential option for the Canucks to clear some cap space uh, alongside Andre Kuzmenko, who obviously we know is probably going to get moved ahead of the March 8th trade deadline. What's your reaction to all this? I'm not too surprised, honestly, because mm-hmm. Trance and I were working on an article over the weekend, sort of doing trade tiers, and Zadorov was one of the players we had in a section called Not Moving Unless There's a Blockbuster, which is to say we expect Zadorov is most likely to to stick around, but our thought process before any of this reporting had come out was, okay, if the Canucks have have to make not that they have to, but if they decide, okay, we want to go out and we and we want two marquee additions, one up front, one on the one on the back end, then again, you're going to have to move out another contract besides Kuzmenko. Now Myers is obviously an option, and we included him in the same category as Zadorov in that tier of. Probably not moving, but if there if there are a couple blockbusters that the Canucks make, it's not out of question. But the thing to also keep in, keep in mind with Myers is that he has a ten team no trade list, so uh, that um, that could provide complications if the Canucks go down that route. So I'm not shocked, honestly. I personally am of the mindset that. I don't think the Canucks need a back-end upgrade. I, I think they're perfectly fine just making a, a big top-six acquisition and leaving the blue line as is, especially because 
I like Zadorov as a player. I think he, in addition to his physicality and toughness, which I think matters in the playoffs, when he's at his best, he moves the puck pretty well, uh, at least at a competent level for a bottom four defenseman. I, I've seen a lot of plays where, because of his skating, he can beat the first layer of forecheck pressure. So I think he's been in decent fit. Now, that isn't to say I'm in the camp that's saying, oh, the Canucks should extend Zadorov. Mm-hmm. But I think he'd be a useful piece to keep for uh, the playoffs. Now, I know he's fallen out of favor a little bit lately. We've seen some benchings. We've seen his ice time a little bit more limited. But this is still a guy I want around in playoffs. And I said this yesterday, and I'll say it again. As much as he's in the rumors and I get shedding cap space might be important because they might go want to get an upgrade, I'd be curious who that upgrade might be. And again, like you said, if it's part of a blockbuster, okay, maybe you're fine with it. But... If it's just to clear cap space and go get another guy, I don't hate Zadorov's fit on this team to the extent where I'm like thinking, okay, you need to go get somebody else. You need to go find a replacement for him. It's not a Kuzmenko situation, right? Like with Kuzmenko, it's okay, he doesn't fit on this team. This team is trying to compete this year. They don't have time for Kuzmenko to go through a sophomore slump, and they don't have time to allow Kuzmenko to figure it out if he's ever going to figure it out in Vancouver. They don't have time to wait for that to happen. So we expect Kuzmenko to be moved. Zadorov, I'd be a lot more... I'd be a lot more cautious about just throwing it out there that, yeah, yeah, you just go upgrade Zadorov by getting rid of his cap space and go going to bring someone else in on the trade market. I'd be cautious with that because I, I do really like Zadorov's fit on this team. I, I think he brings a lot in terms of just his size and his intimidation factor. Like, that matters a lot in the playoffs. And I again, I, I would think twice before um, moving on from Nikita Zadorov for this team. Even if you do reduce his minutes and you don't fully trust him, it's totally fine to have him on your third pair. Yeah, exactly. Like playing 15 minutes a night, sure. Maybe it's not the role that he thought he was getting when he came here, but that's that's um, a good player to have on your third pair. Not to mention, if you end up in a situation where, where mid-game, a guy goes down with an injury, or somebody like an Ian Cole takes a penalty and is, yep. in, and, and is in the box, or, or Myers takes a, a five-minute major and is done for the game, and you need somebody on your bottom pair to elevate and play 18, 19 minutes, Zadorov's a perfect guy to do that. Yeah, yeah, and that was going to be kind of where I was going with it, is that you subtract him out of the lineup and you're bringing in an unknown. Well, now all of a sudden you're kind of messing with the hierarchy of the defense core, and there's no guarantees that the new guy you're bringing in, unless it's, say, like Chris Tanna, for example, you put him with Hughes. You know, it's a short time from the deadline into the postseason where teams have to mesh. So that also has to be considered, too, here. And to your point, Quads, they brought him in, of course, to get through the regular season, but guys like him come alive in the playoffs and we saw what Vegas did with their monster decor last year and he's fit pretty well overall so you know this is an interesting one because the reports out there is that there may be some issues inside the dressing room and none of us really truly know that uh the ones that do are inside that dressing room so you know it's 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 informed speculation but you just got to make sure that if you are going to move him you're guaranteed to be upgrading your team. And I'm not so sure that, you know, that's a slam dunk. I think the intangibles are the most interesting for playoff vets. Hopefully this is where Ian Cole's leadership will shine, said Jeremy Lee, as we're on the topic of defensemen in the playoffs. I think he's just important. I think he's just important in the playoffs for Nikita Zadorov. I think you want to keep a guy like that. But again, who knows what they'll end up doing um, if they do decide to move on from him. You'd expect, obviously, it would be to make another move for a guy that they really, really believe will be an upgrade on this team. Okay, uh, let's see here. Yeah, okay, let's go to this one. 
I'll ask you this one, Herm. From Jesse C. What traits specifically would the Canucks be looking for in players to play with Elias Pettersson? Mikheyev's speed, Kuzmenko is hands and shot. Is it just pure intelligence that they're looking for? I think intelligence definitely ranks highly for me because Pettersson's a player that is going to... To mesh with Pettersson, you're going to need to see the same plays that he does and read off of his spacing, his timing, the, the, the give-and-goes. That's what Kuzmenko was good at last year. And why he was so successful was, okay, he wasn't the fastest guy. He It's not like he was beating goalies from distance a ton, but he had the skill and the intelligence to sort of read off of him. Obviously, it hasn't worked out this year, but intelligence definitely stands out to me. One player that I'm sure we're going to talk about a little bit for, further along that sort of intrigues me is, and maybe this changes because now all of a sudden they're back in the playoff race, but... If St. Louis decides that Pavel Buchnevich, who is a yes. free agent, not at the end of this year, but the year after, if he ends up becoming available, I would be all over that. Because, first of all, you get this guy from multiple playoff runs. Second, he's already been a top-line producer, which, I mean, this year he's got 39 points in 46 games. The year before that, 26 goals and 67 points in 63 games. The year before that, 76 points in 73 games. Like He's a guy that's going to produce in the around the point-per-game mark. Um, he's got decent size, right? I think he's at six six one, around 200 pounds, and, and he looks heavy. Yeah. Um, I believe he can kill penalties. He's a responsible two-way forward, and he's a legit play driver, too. He's not just a pure complimentary hmm. player. So he's somebody that, over the last few days, I've been looking at and going, man, I would love this guy so- to play. Not just a rental, because he's got another year after this one at $5.8 million. Are you looking at it and saying, okay, this is a guy who, because he can drive play, he could play anywhere in your lineup? Like, he doesn't have to be Elias Pettersson's winger. He doesn't have to be JT Miller's winger. He could be on either of those top six lines? Yeah, for sure. I mean, think about it this way. If if in the playoffs you end up in a situation where you're using Miller and Besser in a matchup role, and for whatever reason, let's say, that left winger is not working in that situation. Maybe it's Pia Suter. And you're looking at this line in a playoff series to go up against a McDavid line. Well, you can use, you can bump if you wanted to, Buchnevich down. And because of his two way chops, he's a, he's absolutely a player you can trust to sort of play in a shutdown role as well. So I've been poking around on Frank Cervalli's trade targets board, which is constantly being updated, folks, ahead of the trade deadline over at dailyfaceoff.com. The top right tab there says trade targets. You'll click that. It's the it's the latest trade targets board that Frank Saravalli has put together through his conversations that he has around the league. Pavel Buchnevich not yet on that list. So, Harm, I ask you this. Do you think the St. Louis Blues will be wanting to move on from Pavel Buchnevich? It'll cost. And, of course, them getting back into this playoff mm-hmm. race does complicate things. But the thing to keep in mind is you look at Doug Armstrong's history he hasn't been afraid to trade players for a return if he doesn't see them as part of a long-term fit even if they're in a playoff race so the cat uh, so the blues traded kevin shattenkirk for example to the caps even though they were in a playoff race and i think they did the same they, they did the same thing with paul stastny too correct me if i'm wrong that that year in yep. winnipeg yeah yep. yep so twice they've traded players and those situations were a little bit different because those guys were pending ufas But the point I'm trying to make is Buchnevich is a player who turns 29 in April, meaning by the time his next contract begins, he's going to be 30. So if you're the Blues and you're thinking, we're retooling, 
our timeline to win isn't now. It's not hmm. within the next two years. This may be our best opportunity to maximize Buchnevich's trade value. And again, Armstrong's history is he doesn't really care if they're in a playoff race. He's still willing to sometimes make that decision for the long-term interests for yeah. his franchise. Then, I mean, it would take a lot, but I, I'm I'm not looking at him like I am, let's say, Travis Konechny, right? Travis Konechny, I look at and go, he's like that face of franchise player for Philadelphia. I just yeah. can't see any yeah. scenario where And Philly has their clear, <clears throat> I shouldn't say clear, but they're in that window where they think they're competing, right? Like they're trying to do their retool, but they think they're done their retool, right? Like uh, I don't Philly's, think so. I, well, Philly's not rebuilding, right? Like they're going to be continuously trying sure. to make that team good, and Konechny is part of the answer, I think, is what they'd feel. But the point is, like, I don't think Buchnevich is... Like, if I'm Doug Armstrong, the the pieces you're building around right now are Robert Thomas, yep. who's your number one C, and Cairo, both of them especially age-related-wise. So, you know, it's... Let me put it this way. I don't think Buchnevich would be an untouchable. Not in the same conversation as Joel Eriksenek. That's what people in the chat are <laughs> <Yeah>. asking. <laughs> okay. It's almost like Philip Peronik, like last year, how the Canucks ended up with him. Because he wasn't on the trade market that that's, entire That's a time. great point. Nobody really knew he was out there, and one call changes everything. So, hey, maybe there's going to be a call for Pavel Buchnevich. And to Jesse's point from before, like what traits are you looking for for a guy to play with Pedersen? Well, Buchnevich checks a lot of those boxes. Mm-hmm. And what I think he needs is a finisher, right? How many chances have we seen this year with Mikheyev and Kuzmenko? They're just not either in the right position or they're missing passes or just, you know, the puck touches aren't there. Bushnevich would fill that role pretty well. That's a great point, Grady. That's a really good point, the stylistic fit. I like that. Uh, and Harmon, obviously, you mentioned that as well. 6-3, big boy. I did, I, honestly, I didn't know Bushnevich was uh, a bigger player and, and like then, that. And I think he can play. Like, he's lifted, listed a left wing, but when he was in New York, he played the right wing too. So, versatile like guy that can... Yeah, and they're looking for that versatility, right? That yeah, can of course. move guys around in the lineup. Yeah. And, he, and he has a bit of a prickly side to him. Um, remember the game against the Canucks not too long ago? I think he kind of bumped Demko... Demko was pretty pissed off at him, went over to him. And so you're looking for a guy that might be able to turn it on in the playoffs. That might be a pretty good option. I actually want to check yeah. this. He's he's uh, Russian, so I want to see who his agent is. Check it. Uh, Pim Pan Strong saying, please do not trade for Colton Pareko. <laughs> yeah, Colton Pareko's contract is not one that you want to be adding to your uh, books. It's not, it's not Dan, Dan Milstein. Milstein. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's it for anyone else. We'll close it out. Um, right there. We'll get to our Betway Bet of the Day, and then we'll wrap it up for the weekend. It's a long, long weekend for us. Of course, we have the All-Star Game and some other stuff going on, and Monday we will be back. But let's get to our Betway Bet of the Day, brought to you by, you guessed it, Betway. Dun, dun, dun. See that bet, Harmon? You see dun, that bet? Dun. <laughs> dun, a $10 dun. bet on the San Jose Sharks to beat the Seattle Kraken tonight, defending the tank. Is it called the tank, their home place? Would you call it? Shark yes, tank. Yes, it is the yeah. shark tank. It's hey. called the shark tank? That's yeah. really funny because they're tanking for Celebrini. <laughs> uh, a $10 bet at plus 190 odds for the Sharks to beat the Seattle Kraken tonight returns you $29 over on Betway. It must be 90 plus play. If you choose to play, please play responsibly. We should mention, Quads, the last time you took the Sharks on your Betway right. bet of the day, it came through at just like the Brady Kachuk goal last night. How about that? 280 odds as well. Like yeah. It was like insane that they actually won that game. This, these are much better odds. Plus 190. Uh, much better odds. And yeah, the Brady Kachuk goal as well hit last night. So we'll close it out there. 
For my co-host, Harmon Dial, technical producer Grady Sass, and our intern, Lachlan Irvin, my name is Dave Gudrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.